welcome to Teo Podcast, Season 1, The Pandemic Press. This is Episode 4 and we are going to talk about my life and uh, my med school life as well and the doctors I've met on this episode, so stay tuned. So as you guys know, um, I'm a Sri Lankan woman and if you haven't had a glimpse of our culture it's extremely strict and normally like I have been uh, my entire life um, the man is so dominant and the woman should be under him that's what's been happening throughout my entire life and I have not been liking it um, yeah but this is how it is and uh, those days I would say that uh, it was normal. It was a normal practice. It was a part of culture. However you want to call it, um, that uh, parents parents can beat their child. Like I remember I was laughing for inappropriate times and I was beaten up for it. I stayed um, late for school because... Um, I wanted to participate in some clubs or some extracurricular activities once I was uh, participating in a talent show and I was beaten up for it. So I just uh, like I was always beaten up for not so severe cases like I didn't even make a problem like a big problem and I would get beaten up and it was kind of normal for us to be okay for us to be guided in the right direction like we were constantly guided in the right direction even though we meant no harm but I was the first child I mean so I completely understand that my parents didn't know how to handle their first child and they were so scared that I would go in the wrong direction so I'm so grounded um, because of them so like throughout my entire life, I I have been beaten up. I have uh, gone under house arrest as well, and I I was writing all of this in my book, um, and my parents got offended, saying that. But we've helped you, yeah. You helped me and done that both, yeah. But like I don't, I didn't want to like physically attack them or um kind of ridicule them through my book or my podcast. It's just that. That's my story. And like I, I when I was writing uh, my book, because my book is releasing soon, and I showed it to my parents and my parents read the whole book and they were like, but you put the bad parts, erase all the bad parts. And I said, I don't want to erase the bad parts because that's what made me the person I am today. And even though you feel embarrassed about it, I feel like so proud of myself because I came through that. I recovered through all of that. I healed myself. The first, I think the first half of my book is like so detrimental. Like the first, especially the first, like first or second chapter, like I'm going to give you a hint. Um, it's, it's so dark, like it's too dark. And then I'm um, like, but it has to be there because it happened. My book is about to be released. You'll find out. 
my life in general is this book I'll never finish writing. It has full of interesting stories and um, what makes them so special is that they actually happened in real life. There was one moment I really loved um, when I was a teenager, it would be high school. Like high school was the best because I chose a kind of bubbly uh, personalities as friends and um, life was never boring even though I never like had a chance to always meet up with them it's like they were like one of a kind like so unique so unique to the fact that they were not afraid to be themselves especially around people like me so I enjoyed their company so much to the point that I started actually missing them when I started my studies abroad and um, I really miss them because there was nobody like that, nobody who behaved in that particular way in foreign countries. Like ladies were like so like la the girls were like so ladylike. And then we were the like I would compare myself as a boy sometimes because I was the I was the one who was going out of my boundaries, going out of my comfort zones doing things I would not normally do because um, just because I want it my way. I want something my way. I think uh, the whole uni experience changed uh, when I was in France. However, like when I was in um, uh, Romania and even in Sri Lanka, like I don't comb my hair too much. I don't waste my time, you know looking good in a picture it's like I just don't take pictures of myself because I think I'm the most ugliest person in the world like I I used to think that like dude who would look at me like kind of like I spend most of my time you know either reading something or studying something and that is my life that that is basically my entire life educating myself on things that matter like I never used to put makeup uh, in like middle school or high school like because it wasn't allowed and our school was like so strict and so when I came to uni I started like putting a lipstick because um, my mom only gave me like a lipstick and some mascara that's it and um, that was basically my life uh, where I had no makeup just lipstick and mascara so I used to use lipstick as blush and eyeshadow so don't uh, look at me weirdly <laughs> because I did not have makeup those days the way I studied at med school like I wouldn't recommend that method for anybody like I would be uh, doing my class uh, going to classes like every single class like I never skip unless um, I really have to and uh, even though the lessons are like some lessons are like super boring like I would be in the front seat always like observing and trying to stay focused and yeah so yeah sometimes I fall asleep but yeah I'm always like trying to focus trying to concentrate trying to get trying to understand what the teacher or doctor is saying to me and I'm always interested in my own topics like I would take like sections and sections of uh, the syllabus and like I would go into deep um, deep like depth like even go out of the syllabus which was uh, not 
good for me because we had like limited time and one subject is like about we had to study like a million pages and subjects like um, anatomy are immensely difficult like i had a teacher like a anatomy teacher and he used to teach us everything that happens in the body the day before the exam like i used to be like why are you doing this to us and um, he would take out of the syllabus there are like 50 topics and he would only teach us 20 in the classroom and then the the rest came for the exam it didn't matter he was a surgeon at the time and uh, he was teaching at the same time and i was like why are you doing both if you can ha- cannot handle either like he teaches us the basics and halfway and the exam is actually way more in detail which is like a whole bunch of self study on us yeah it's like and i used to get really annoyed that uh, we had an it's like we had an exam where they put labels on actual body parts of dead bodies it dead cadavers and um, he would teach us the day before the exam like one to two hours and i'm like why do you do this why it's like but like i i passed all those exams at the end of the day and it was without copying so i'm immensely proud of myself like that's why like i really admire the challenges in my life if he wasn't there like i wouldn't push myself like he had to be there for me to push myself i also had another physiology teacher oh my god like she would fail students just to maintain um the ranking of the university like yo that's not fair like that's not fair at all and she would be like too many people passed this exam i need to fail some people it's like at the time i was one of the students that failed because she decided to deduct two marks of the exam and that that two marks is like the paper is like is like she gives out of 10 right and if you cut two marks it's like going back to eight so it was an immensely difficult paper because there were more questions in two hours so it's like those all of those questions were thinking questions so even if you go to the last page you were immensely lucky to even finish the exam so when she says cut two marks i was immensely disappointed because i was one of the people that failed and i had reset the exam and i reset it and i passed so without these people in my life like i wouldn't be who i am today like the hardships like what they do is actually testing me testing my uh, limits and making me want to be better than who i was also i learned um, to teach people as well and then i came to france like when i saw people in monaco like i was like comparing it to my life in romania and it was like nowhere close like these guys claim that they are exhausted after finishing two pages of homework and i'd be like yo you didn't do much work and he's like i feel stressed you know like i i feel like i i can't handle it anymore and i it's it's just too much for me and then i was like i i would be like but dude you act like you finished a 5 hour marathon okay but you only completed two pages 
like i would be killing myself to complete the entire like the entire task like i don't do just two pages and i'm not the kind of person that just because i have fever like doesn't mean i i won't go to school i will be there like i will be there i might feel a bit hot but i would even walk in the snow and i will be there in school like i'm sort of that type of person um like i if you ask me to read a book like i will try reading that entire book within a day i have met so many smart people in monaco but like i have also met people like i would never compare myself to like i'm so grateful for uh, my life that even though there were immensely hard times and uh, my i've been treated so unfairly um i appreciate it it's like i would never want to be with like with like some of the people in monaco like uh, i don't want to ridicule them but i feel like i don't want to be you know a girl who's like useless uh i want to be a very dedicated woman i want to be hard working i want to be responsible i want to be independent um it's not about just sleeping all day i want to have a family one day i want to take care of my kids um i want to be so responsible i want to be a ceo i want to be the boss the leader i would like indirectly start comparing people like people of romania and people of uh, monaco it's like two completely different species it's like in romania people were like so intellectual smart you know hard working and when you come to monaco everyone's lazy like everyone's super lazy like i don't even know why it's like what happened to you um and i would like observe the guys and i would be like Oh my god. What type of guys are like these uh, what type of guys are these? They would rather spend more time with chicks that ruin their life. I don't want to be mean, but like I'm not the type of girl that lets the man be the housewife. No, I want to be the housewife as well. Like I as a woman, I should cook for the man. and when i see a man doing it all the time i'm thinking dude is he the housewife like what is happening i'm so confused like do guys like women like this and i i had a crush once um and he was from a different culture and i and i felt like he was that type of guy and i like that destroyed me a bit but i kept on recovering so it's like people of monaco are like business oriented so i kind of like learned um their like psychology as a whole like kind of super fast is like they they are the type of lazy people they just want the information like straight on the face and so directly so that was like easy for me and in romania it was like always in much detail and yes doctors trusted each other but not every doctor is good you know not everybody is willing to do the right thing and that's what i um saw in romania when you go into the hospitals it's like only few people are basically going to do the right thing and i kind of noticed the structure was like hierarchical so whatever like the complaints you are going to give them it never just reaches the top and guess who's at the top of the hierarchy is a businessman and 
yeah so that's what i learned throughout my journey reality it didn't matter how qualified you were it didn't matter about anything if people can pay ex- uh, pay uh, to pass exams in med school you don't know what the hell is happening like most of them are unqualified okay and they get admitted to hospitals and i have seen this part of my life uh, as well and i'm not going to ridicule people for that um but instead uh, i'm just going to tell you that this thing happens as well i mean like i would rather not try to waste my parents money and i just i just even i don't waste my parents money when it comes to designer brands so i don't go shopping buying immensely like 500 euro stuff because i don't want to i don't want to waste it like <laughs> uh, i could buy something even more useful and cheaper and that's how i was brought up in reality like i don't want my parents to pay for exams like i would rather pass it by myself like except for lang- like language like i wasn't like so uh, i wasn't concentrating so much on romanian because i wanted to settle down in france at the end of the day so it didn't matter like whether i was a doctor or not so i just wanted to settle in france like i had this dream to settle in france and um yeah so i even if i wanted to be a doctor i would always do what's morally and ethically right because i think that's important you know the government the media might say all sorts of stuff but it it's up to you as a person like nobody's out there going to do good it better be you that's what i keep telling myself the people in med um unis they actually pay for exams because um it's been structured wrongly you see they come to actually specialize in a different subject but they have to go through uh subjects they would uh, completely forget and never use in their whole lives so um they have to pay for exams like anatomy so i can understand why they are doing it but still um that solution is like not for a person like me my parents will complain that i'm wasting money so yeah that that is never a solution for me Uh, paying for exams is never a solution for me so i have to learn how to pass it myself so there is no shortcuts for me in my life there was never any shortcuts so like my uncle also did medicine but he faced like right after he did the undergraduate and graduate course and obtained the md like he was unemployed for more than 10 years so this is a situation that happens like all the time um and i know i'm going to face it as well and that's why i took a stern action against it as when it comes to hiring like uh, everybody hires you know when you go to a country they hire like their people first there is always privilege for uh, white people and then second like probably lastly comes browns because if blacks are being treated like as bad we have asian hate as well so we are like we are the last to be hired we are the last to be given a scholarship to probably i was very fortunate to get a scholarship actually because i if i had 
to have, if I had an um, the only option to go to Saint Hilda's College, Oxford, I would definitely lose it because the UK first chooses its own citizens, then it chooses Europeans, um, and then US people. So there is a kind of priority list where while we are the last of the last in the priority list. Like I would say Sri Lanka, they don't even take notice of us. Like, So the competition is really 10 times tough. So especially going to a field like medicine, it's like everything you do has no guarantee, you know. Even to get accepted by a job, it's not based on results. It's not based on exams. It's, it's just based on a random pick. And the HR doesn't even know us that well, all that well. It's like, even if you get uh, the degree, it's like, it all depends on your luck at the, at the end of the day. It's like not based on your knowledge. Even to be employed, it's not based on your knowledge. It's based on luck, I think. <laughs> because there's so much hate in this world. And um, as a result, there's a priority list of of where things work according to the world so that's why I just wanted to mention this in my podcast so that all of you would understand how the world works in reality it's not all a fairy tale it's it never has been a fairy tale for me like my life is has is so unfair but I'm still like climbing I'm still like becoming better and better it's a challenge every day Every day is a challenge for me. For example, like take a look at the news. It's like the Western, like the Western news where the Western culture learns to grab everything from um, the brown culture and like advertise it by themselves. Like it's been happening for a long time. We get pushed underneath and um, we, I would say like we have been trampled underneath the sediment like and so our parents also do it to us and sometimes it's like it takes time for us to like emerge anyways um we come to an end uh with um uh podcast episode and next week i will tell you the science behind why weak immune systems are at risk and i'm going to invite um a doctor to explain it to us this is Teo Podcast, the Pandemic Press with uh, Rashni Hevawasam signing off. See you next time, next week.